You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. are Locked On Utes. Welcome into a Thursday edition of the show. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Brian, what are we going to talk about today? It's stat day, Jake. We're going to get everybody learned up real good to do some stats. Uh, I'm going to try and interpret the hieroglyphics, hieroglyphics that are EPA and Echel and all the other fun terms that I can hardly even pronounce, let alone uh, explain. And then uh, we'll talk a little bit about what what else to look for during this game and probably wrap things up with uh, what's the lifeblood of every program that Kyle Whittingham talked about this week? Cruton. Cruton season. Cruton. And we're getting close, man. December is just around the corner. Signing day is going to be soon upon us. Yeah, we have plenty to get to ahead on today's show. So, so let's waste no more time and get right to it. This is the Locked On Utes podcast for November 18th, 2021. Once again, you are Locked On Utes. Welcome into your only daily podcast focused on the University of Utah. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms out there. My name is Jake Hatch. I am joined, as always, by Brian Brown, who is the man that makes this podcast really go. Brian, how are you? We're, we're surviving, Jake. We're getting through it as best we can. Uh, I feel like I might get caught up in a supply chain myself at some point. So if you... Uh, if you catch one of these podcasts and hear a train whistle in the background or something like that, just know uh, I'm just working to make sure that people get get what they need out there in the world. Oh, yeah, that, that's the thing about it. The, we all know about supply chain issues, and you know better than anybody, Brian, because you work in an industry that is wholly, re- wholly dependent. <laughs> out of supply. <laughs> yeah, wholly dependent on supply chain. So yeah. I, I completely understand that. Let's talk some Utah football, though. And we, we've we done this. Uh, Stats of War on Twitter It does a great job. And he's a TCU fan, first and foremost. But this is a new thing he's doing. Parker, what's his last name? I forget what his last name is, Brian. Uh, I want to say Parker Erickson, but that's not not it. Um, but uh, add stats of war on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a t- TCU guy, but he's kind of a d- opened it up to the entire college football universe, where he's putting out these advanced metrics, uh, their previews of every game each week. And obviously, we've got what I consider to be the game of the year in the Pac-12 this Saturday at Rice Eccles Stadium. Number three Oregon coming in to face number twenty-three Utah, and he has his projections out, Brian. And just looking at it, just first look at this. Some good news for Utah. There is, yeah, and I think the uh, as we've mentioned before, um, it, it's really great to read these charts because they're color coded. Yes, it helps. <laughs> yes. So even if you're a little uh, numbers, I, I won't say uh, um, uh, illiterate, but I'll say uh, maybe numbers insecure a little here and there. <laughs> Number uh, insecure. It, I like that. There's there's some pretty easy ways to to interpret this. Uh, if anything is red, that's bad. If anything is blue, that's good. Uh, the more darker shade of blue, I shouldn't say darker, but the deep uh, 
the darker the tone to the blue. Uh, so we don't have to worry about so much a BYU blue. It's more of a Tulsa blue, maybe, or even a UCLA blue. I was going to say, in um, some cases, it's UCLA-type blue, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or a sky blue, you know, a nice a nice uh, Columbia or a uh, uh, yes. uh, Carolina blue, for example. Uh, those are good things. And as you look at this, first of all, I think the two big things that stand out most of all with, with the way that he sets up these cards is the win probability. And win probability is the percentage of opportunities you are given to win. Uh, Utah is sitting right now at a 59% chance uh, win probability rate of winning this game. And I think that's a really, really strong number. If you look at the last few cards that he's put together, Utah has been in the 50s or the 60s for just about every single game that they've played. And that that's the thing about this is this shows that Utah is favored in this game. And obviously you would expect that being on their home field, all that stuff. The interesting part about this, Brian, and this is the number that more stood out to me, but kind of just looking at it, because there are bigger numbers on these cards than other numbers, but projected points here, 37.25 points for Utah as compared to 34 points for Oregon. They're expecting that, on this, and so if you just t- if you add those two numbers together, they're expecting a shootout essentially. And the surprising part about it is, if you look at the total offense for for the Pac-12 in, in terms of scoring, number one and number two in the Pac-12 are respectively Utah and Oregon, and so it, it makes a lot of sense uh, that they would be expecting that Utah averaging about thirty six points on the season, thirty five point seven to be exact. Uh, Oregon averaging 35. So just tiny little margins there. But I think realistically, when you look at what Utah's done the past few games, uh, it's been a a lot of scoring that's gotten them through Mm -hmm. Uh, 52 points against Stanford. It was 38 or 39 against 38 against Arizona. Um, They've been on the upper tier of that. And I think when it comes down to it, these are two teams that are counting on their offenses to come through to win in this game. Correct. So, here, here's my question about this, Brian. Just looking at the card here, just continuing on looking at this, is that the red numbers, we talked about the fact the blue numbers are good things you want to see. The red numbers are what you don't want to see here. The funny thing is, though, there's a whole lot of blue on these cards for both of these teams and not a lot of red. So looking at it, which red numbers should we be most concerned about, whether it's on the Utah or the Oregon side of things? Expected points average is is probably the the statistic that gets uh, mentioned the most, and and what that is 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 just the number of points that are expected because of every play, and the one that you kind of look at here is is Oregon's offense is at a sixty one um, ranking overall. They get point zero eight points per uh, EPA. Uh, so it's a smaller number, right? Mm-hmm. Versus Utah's defense, which is giving up 0.15, which is a larger number. Uh, now you have to think in terms of these points not being a full point, but being a percentage point because you're having a 10 or a 15 play drive if you score, right? Correct. Yeah. And the max amount that you can get off of a drive is eight points. Most teams are not going for two all the time, so you're really looking at seven. So, so your EPA is the number of points that you're expected to score off of every play. That's a red number for Utah, right? Like they're ranked 93rd in the country at that one right there against the pass 91 against the rush, which that's kind of a flip from what everybody I think would, would assume is that you'd yep. be better against the pass and not against the rush. Um, but against in this particular scenario, this situation that doesn't bode well for Utah uh, on the flip side of it. What do you think Oregon's um, 
EPA versus the pass and EPA versus the rush would be on offense. So that's that's the thing about this. Their their EPA, I actually would think they'd be better against the the pass than they are the run, but mm-hmm. they're better against the rush than they are the pass. Yeah, and and for Oregon, they're ranked eighth in the country of uh, with EPA per rush mm-hmm. at point two four eight. So they're that's where they're really bread, uh, buttering their bread is in the run game. It, like we said, point oh eight and pass but if you flip this and go on the utah side of things i think that's what's really promising about it right so if you look at utah's offense they're ranked 13th in the country at a, of in terms of expected points uh average mm-hmm. per, per pass and i have a really hard time butchering that so i apologize at 0.275 so by comparison oregon is at 0.248 per rush uh, Utah is at .322 per rush. That's number two overall right now in the country. And the ever important echo rate, the one that I love to talk about, which is it measures, it's a more accurate and more efficient measurement of how you're using your drives. So we talk a lot about tempo on the podcast. Correct. Talk a lot about time of possession. Utah right now, their echo rate is at 73.3%, meaning that they're using uh Positive drives, effective drives, successfully at a 73% rate. That's good for number two in the country. That should have Utah fans super excited about the potential for this game. We all know that Oregon's got a pretty good offense, Brian, and they're 29th. Uh, excuse, excuse me. Uh, looking at that, so Utah 73.3% at number two. Oregon's a very, very good offense in their own right. Well, their echo rate, 66%. There is a significant uptick, and that's 11th, by the way. I'm just looking at this. They're, they're 11th. So Utah, yeah, they've been a very, very efficient and a very, very effective offense of late, and that is actually a very, very good sign going into this. It is, and it, you can look at a, a few other uh, statistics that matter in this. I think one to really point out is third and fourth down success. Oregon's offense ranked number one in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, Utah's ranked number five. So that's going to be a key component of that. Utah's defense, not necessarily all that bad at 57%. Oregon's defense, and I think this is really fascinating, 89th. They're at a 45% uh uh, stoppage rate on third and fourth down and so i think that's one of those battles where you'll really want to see what's happening on third down i think you put all this together and it's pretty easy to see why utah is still a favorite it, given that it's a home game at night we're expecting to have the good cameras from espn for once <laughs> so that'll be interesting um hey, although you know john Kenzano is doing the lord's work oh goodness Somebody get that man a raise because uh, what he's done to embarrass both both embarrass ESPN, but also make us all feel like we're not really going crazy. He deserves a big Christmas present, not Cole. Yeah, absolutely. So good news for you. If you're, if you're a Utah fan, obviously you're listening to this podcast. We assume you are that because these numbers, Brian, there's, like I said, there's a whole lot of blue here. There's not a lot of red and that's a very, very good sign if you're a Utah fan going into this matchup. We'll do more of a full preview on tomorrow's edition of the show, but coming up here in just a moment, uh, we're going to flip over. We're obviously going to talk a little recruiting and just a lot more still to come on today's show, so we'll touch on all of that. But first, Brian, let's talk a little bit about cooking and talk about our friends over at Made In. You and I are both guys who love to eat. I, I think it's very clear if you listen to this podcast. We are both gentlemen who like to eat. The biggest thing is that Made In has made our lives simpler because their cookware and kitchen wear is absolutely phenomenal 
It is. I, I use my knife all the time. It's my favorite knife. I wish I, I need to get a whole set of it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm about to make a change and, and move up north, uh, leaving the Valley of Salt Lake City and, and heading towards Farmington, very far north of the wall. Uh, I think I'm going to need to load the new kitchen up with all sorts of made-in stuff uh, because I want to start that thing off right. We're going to settle in. We're going to be doing a lot of cooking. Got to build it out perfectly, and there's no per- more perfect way to do that than with made-in cookware. Yeah, Maiden produces professional quality cookware for those who love to cook. Obviously, you guys know that you're only as good as your tools and anything that you do. They've got 40,000 five-star reviews, and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at Michelin-starred restaurants around the world. So check it out. Maiden is offering all of our listeners here on Locked On Utes 15% off your first order with the promo code Locked On. That is the best discount available anywhere online for Maiden products. So get to MaidenCookware.com slash Locked On and use the promo code Locked On for your 15% off your first order. That's madeincookware.com slash locked on using the promo code locked on. Made in better cookware for better meals. Thank you once again for making Locked On Utes your first listen of the day. Rolling on here. And Brian, uh, I think you and I, and you work in an industry where this is actually part of your day to day, and uniforms are something that I think you're either out or you're in on as a fan. I think there are people who care about them. They've seen Oregon for years have, what, 7,000 different combinations, as people like to remind them. they got 7,000 uniform combinations, but zero national championships. I am a uniform, I'm not necessarily a freak about them, but I love when a good uniform comes about. And what Utah is wearing this Saturday against the University of Oregon, I am over the moon about. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, it's weird to see the reactions and see people be hesitant about it or see people say things like, oh, like they should be wearing red. I think this has been such, for one, this has been something that's been in the works for over three years now. The lengths that Utah had to go to with the Department of Defense to get everything approved, there were multiple aspects about these uniforms that they wanted to do. Uh, additionally that they weren't allowed to do because the Department of Defense simply wanted to approve it. Uh, I think it's just, it's one of those things that you're getting a ton of attention for it. It's great branding for your institution, for your school. Uh, We got to hear the story of AV Studios. uh, Is it, I want to say it's Armando, uh, who does all the hand painting of the helmets. Mm -hmm. And just, there's so many good, cool storylines coming out of this. I think we can table not wearing red for just a week. You know what I mean? And I get that it's a consistent thing and everybody gets mad about certain things with the uniform combinations. Like at some point we have to realize that it's not about us with this, but about how the university is marketing themselves. I think these uniforms are a brilliant idea and that's really, uh, rare in college football where you have a good idea come into fruition and look so good on the field. Okay. Uh, let me pull back the curtain a little bit on my, on my background, Brian. Uh, many people out there know that I work in sports radio, but my background in college, I studied history and in particular world war two history. That was my specialty in college. The USS Salt Lake city is a, a legendary vessel when it comes to naval warfare obviously there are also ships like the uss utah and i'd love nothing more than to see like uss utah honored at some point by one by one of these i am so in on this and yes the the, the lengths the university of utah went to to get these uniforms approved to make sure that the department of defense would sign off on them all that stuff it it, it, it can't go for not 
what they have done, the way they've tried to treat this, this uniform, the way they're going to honor the legacy of that legendary vessel, etc. This is a really, really cool thing. And yes, I'm with you. I think we can set aside not wearing red, not wearing black, not wearing white for one week and embrace the battle stars, embrace what the University of Utah is going to wear. And by the way, those hand-painted helmets, they are badass. Magnificent. And, and it's just... You know, I think, like I said, it's something that the athletic depart- department, the equipment team has worked really hard on. It's turned out beautifully. Mm-hmm. The uniforms are very uh, unique. Uh, they are uh, very thoughtful in terms of the placing of the stars, right? And, and if you haven't seen the video yet, highly recommend you go watch it. It's on social media. It's narrated by one of the equipment managers who actually was, uh, uh, I believe, was either in the Marines or in the Navy, served on a ship. Uh, but it's just, it's been a really um, special experience, right? And and I think the attention that it brings to the team and to the game, who cares? Like, I have to be careful. Everybody cares if they win, right? Like, Tread lightly, Brian. Yeah, we all care. We want them to win. Like, nobody wants to go home sad on a, on a Saturday night. But what I think we need to stop doing is, is associating beautiful uniforms with the fact that Utah lost the game 15, 10 years ago, whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like, yeah, it sucked. I drove four hours from St. George in the morning to get to, to game day and sat there for four hours and was just like lamenting my life, thinking, well, the only good thing is that Utah's probably going to win this. And then they didn't. Uh, the uniforms had nothing to do with TCU just steamrolling that Utah team that day. That TCU squad was elite. Utah's team was not. Uh, this is a different world, right? And I think that this is another chapter in what's been a very uh, emotional season that I think the more you embrace it, the more you make it a part of the story, and the more you celebrate it, the better the experience is going to be no matter what on Saturday. And that's the thing. Just embrace it. Have some fun with it. And by the way. Don't 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 be letting ghosts of the past come out to haunt you. There's yeah. too many ghosts. We cannot fight them all. Well, and the, the, the team is going to look so good with those uniforms. Yeah. I, I've got yeah. no doubt they're going to walk out on the field. And if you're the, if you're Oregon, obviously they'll be wearing some combo. I don't know what they're going to wear. I, I don't even – I'm not even – have they announced it? I don't know. But I can tell you this much. There's going to be one team on that field Saturday night or Saturday evening, I should say, who I am just going to want to just stand up and just clap for because they're going to be looking so fresh and so clean in those unis. And by the way, Brian, this extends over to baseball because they're embracing this. Yeah, and and they're going to – so the baseball team will be (laughs) – I don't know why I just started laughing. They're not because, uh, Jake, that was a sneaky good transition. I'm, it's very, very rare that you ever catch me on stuff. Good job on that one, amigo. Well played. Uh, but the baseball team will be selling their hats, uh, the season ticket hats at the game. And they have done a uh, mimicking of the uniforms. This hat is just, I, I, I tweeted out, like, this is coming home with me. I just don't even care. Um, it, it is that same monochromatic gray scheme with the interlocking U's on it. Uh, and it's one that I think that if you can go find it for, for the $25, it's going to be well worth the investment. It also gets you into every uh, home Utah baseball game. So go support the Utah baseball team while you're there. There's going to be 51,000 people. They already know it's a sellout. So like maybe go sell out the hats as well. And, and let's really, this is an opportunity to have some fun. You know what I mean? Like Utah does not get into these situations every single day. It's not this in the season that you're having an opportunity to play for the Rose 
Rose Bowl essentially and and get to roll out these dope, amazing uniforms and support the baseball team. So live a little. You and I, Brian, are both hat aficionados. Uh, oh, yeah. We're both wearing gear right now. I'm wearing a Nike hat. You've got. Is that, we're never not wearing hats. I, I know. That's a good point. When we find the football over to YouTube, you all are going to be able to see it every single day. But you're you're wearing, I think, a jazz hat. It's an NBA hat. You got it flipped backwards. But uh, I, I'm very, very um, picky when it comes to adding new hats to my collection. Oh, there we go. All right, I like that. It's the it's the kind of the frost, the snowflake. Yeah, the snowflake. Mm-hmm. All right. But I am very picky when it comes to adding hats to my collection. This baseball hat is one that I would not hesitate one second to add to my collection. It is a phenomenal look. It is, and it's one of those hats that I think no matter uh, where you're at, people are going to ask you about it, even if you're a BYU fan, even if you're a Utah fan. So definitely one to look out for. Uh, This is, you know, like we we were – saying that we're going to talk about some of the game notes and things like that like this is really what it is for me is is that you know we can talk and break down this game all we want i think it's as even a matchup as utah's had all year Mm -hmm. i do think that there's a slight edge at the quarterback position between anthony brown and, and cam rising there's no like legitimate statistical analysis to back that up it's just my gut feeling i think this defense is going to be charged up and fired up to show something against oregon i think this football team is going to be charged up and fired up i'm very curious to see what the coaching staff does in terms of the game plan knowing that this is not the end run with oregon right are you going to throw everything at them are you going to roll it out slow are you just going to stick to your basics you know what are you going to do knowing that you're likely going to see them again in the conference championship game so all those factors are in play and and to be honest with you the biggest part about it nothing is 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 lost if you lose this game on saturday so this is an opportunity to just really have some fun enjoy it celebrate a great idea that the athletic department's brought to to pass amongst a season of just so many mixed emotions and and really just go out and leave it all in the line for the youths and cheer hard yeah that's the thing just just cut loose and enjoy it this is yeah these are fun moments and i think this is still a younger fan base in terms of like like they've gotten some of these under the belt, but like you're gonna have some losses, you're gonna have some wins. It it all adds up in the end as just more memories, right? Mm-hmm. And so as as it continues on, like I think Utah fans will will continue to add to those memories as long as this program has you know a Kyle Whittingham esque influence on it. They're gonna keep adding these kinds of moments, and so enjoy this one for what it is. Don't don't lament it for the possibility of what what might happen. All right, coming up in just a moment, we'll talk a little recruiting. Obviously, a huge weekend on that front with this game taking place at Rice Cycle Stadium. We'll dig into some of that news momentarily. First, let's talk about our friends over at BetOnline.ag. Brian, I know that you are a big aficionado of our friends over at BetOnline. I am as well. Best part is with the hoop season just underway, they've got a brand new web interface for the start of the hoop season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. And BetOnline, as always, remains the number one spot for all the basketball and football action you're looking for. For this season it's the best uh you, you're not going to find anywhere else where you're going to get all that stuff um available to you and and we've talked about it a lot this is a way to make things interesting so maybe if you're you know uh, uh looking to find a way to make your saturday a little bit investment in terms of time a little more financially beneficial there's no better way to do it than this uh it, it's um you know new revamped uh, the site is up and running. You get a dope. Uh, uh, maybe I shouldn't use dope. Uh, you get a really solid promo code benefit. If you, <laughs> you use call the promo it dope, code. why not? <laughs> I mean, look, like I, if I go to Cafe Rio for or, or a 
a salad restaurant in the Salt Lake City area, <laughs> quote unquote. Who's not a sponsor, by the way. Yeah, who's not a sponsor, but should be. Throw some money or some queso at us, gang. Uh, like, they're not going to give me double what I order because I use the promo code locked on. But that's what you get. Like, you get, you throw 100 bucks in there, you get 200. You throw 1,000, you get 2,000. You want to be a real high roller, Jay Catch? You throw 50 bucks, you get 100 in there. Yeah, it's incredible, my friend. So take advantage of it now. That welcome bonus is available by using the promo code locked on at betonline.ag. They are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Now I just want a salad from Cafe Anyways, uh, it's betonline.ag where the game starts. Brian, we do need to take a minute today and talk about our good friends over at Intercap Lending. If you have any needs with regards to mortgages, refinances, anything to do with buying a home or your existing home, trust our friends at Intercap because simply put, Intercap gets deals done. They do, and, and they have a unique uh, style and unique way of doing things where they're going to get you uh, the best rate possible as quickly as possible. We all know that right now, the way the market is, you just cannot get by without having the best in your corner. Uh, quick and simple process. They close loans two weeks faster than the industry average, and though fastest grade, the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process. They do an excellent job of that. Yeah, they actually have a personal loan officer for all of our Locked On listeners. That is Steve Carter. He'd be happy to help you guys out. You will not find a more responsive loan officer I have met with. Steve, he's great. Dude is a huge sports fan here locally. More particularly, huge fan of Locked On Utes. So, guys, he wants to take care of you guys. He's also offering, they have a corporate rate discount they offered all of Locked On's listeners. And as I mentioned, Steve is your dedicated loan officer. Reach out to him directly. 385-800-8528 is his direct number. That's 385-800-8528. You also can go online to intercaplending.com to learn more there. The best part about Intercap is they are headquartered here in Utah, but licensed to help with all of your mortgage needs in more than 40 states. So once again, give Steve a call. His direct number, 385-800-8528. That is Intercap Lending, NMLS number, 190465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. It's been a crazy show today. We've been talking about sponsors that aren't sponsors amidst other sponsors and having fun along the way talking about uniforms. But Brian, let's talk about the lifeblood, as we mentioned in the open of today's show, of any good program, and that is recruiting huge weekend on the recruiting front for University of Utah and I think that this staff speaking of Kyle Whittingham and company they fully anticipate it and expect it and they will have a bevy of guys who are either commits or are recruits in the stands at Rice Eccles on Saturday night they will and and uh, it, it sounds like they're expecting a big weekend both in terms of uh, recruits to show up and possibly even announcements maybe to happen in the, in the near future. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, there are sneaky little, uh, call them bad signals that the, the recruiting staff likes to throw out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the board at Ute Zone has resorted to calling them ninjas as <laughs> they kind of recruit in the shadows and, and move, you know, like, like real G's. Uh, they move in silence, um, you know, like lasagna. Uh, but it's going to be a big weekend for the University of Utah uh, as they should have a plethora of visitors. Um, I've been told that there are some big ones, uh, you know, receiver commit 
Chris Reed from Florida will be there. Shout out to uh, Cousin Chris for making the journey uh, all the way from Clinton, Utah, out to uh, an official visit. That's an inside joke. Uh, they share, share a name. So okay. every time that uh, recruit Chris Reed ever scores a touchdown for Utah, I will be sure to tag Cousin Chris Reed uh, and, and, you know, it's going to be like Dan Swanson having to fight off all the Kansas City Chiefs fans. I can't wait for it. Yeah, yeah. They're getting a visit from uh, Moses Alexander, uh, Edge Isaiah Ward from Texas, Safety Wade Woodes. Uh, it's going to be a big weekend. There are several uh, unmentionable recruits who will be on campus as well. Uh, those ones are usually the secret ones that are, are, are really the exciting ones that yeah. um, once it kind of leaks out that they're on campus and visiting, which it will at some point in time, uh, that Utah could really close out this class on a high note. The other thing, too, uh, the in-state targets that they have in their sites, Jake, it's Lander Barton coming on board. Uh, uh-huh. I heard that Carson Tabarachi was at practice the other day. That's a lot of good signs swinging in their favor right now. Okay. Lander Barton, not all that surprising. He ends up at University of Utah. That's a Utah legacy. If you pair him and Carson Tabarachi in this recruiting class together, Brian, Wow. Those are yep. two of my favorite guys. And you, I think many of you, if you don't know, I do a lot of high school football coverage for my station. I'm just a big aficionado of Utah high school football overall. Those are two of, if not the best two prospects in this state in this recruiting class. They are. They're two of my favorites. I've been on uh, Carson Tabarachi in terms of a prospect for a long, long time. Uh, I remember watching his film, I think it was about two years ago, and wondering to myself, why is no one recruiting this kid? He is awesome and does everything. And then I go up and watch the first game of the year and find out that he's got a little brother, Blake. And I was just like, why is no one recruiting this kid? He is awesome. (laughs) And all of a sudden, lo and behold, he gets an offer from Utah. So a lot of good things trending in that direction uh, for Team Tabarachi. As we talked earlier, the the more, you know, I don't want to jinx anything, but the Tabarachi family might end up being one of Utah fans' favorites if everything falls into place. Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, Brian, I think that'll do it for today's edition of the show. We'll have more of a full preview of the Oregon-Utah game on tomorrow. Uh, any final words of wisdom or thoughts from you as we round things out? Jake, when things get dire, just go to a diner and order all the eggs and all the bacon. Maybe you didn't understand me. All the eggs and all the bacon. (laughs) I'm on board with that, especially as a guy who's currently essentially subsisting on eggs and bacon. So appreciate that. That's going to do it. Follow the show on social media. Follow us at Locked on Utes. Find Brian's work at Brown Bear SLC. I am at Jacob C. Hatch. Feel free to reach out via email anytime. LockedOnUtes at gmail.com is the email address. And also thank you for making us your first listen of the day. want to encourage you guys now to get over to Locked on Pac-12 and get caught up on everything going on in the Pac-12 conference with Cindy Robinson. It's free and available on all podcasting platforms. Check that out as soon as we round it out here. That's going to do it. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Utes podcast for November 18th, 2021.